Over the past year or so, it's become evident that self-driving trucks are not going to be hauling freight down the road without a driver as quickly as some developers and investors had expected. Yet a new company that recently entered the autonomous trucking arena says its approach has significant advantages that will allow it to commercialize the technology faster. I'm Deborah Lockridge, and we'll have more on this episode of HGT Talks Trucking. A new company, Wabi, says its core product, the Wabi Driver, is the next generation of autonomous trucking technology. As it happens, one of HGT's former emerging leaders recently joined the company to provide some real-world fleet insights, so I figured it was time for an interview. So today we're talking to Dustin Kale, who is head of transportation at Wabi. So, uh, Dustin, we met when you were one of our first emerging leader honorees in 2016. Um, at the time, you were with uh, a trucking fleet. Uh, it's always fun to see the careers of our emerging leader recipients as they move along. What was it about Wabi that drew you to join the company? Well, Deborah, thank you for reminding me I'm getting old. Uh, no longer an emerging leader as a 16-year industry veteran. But uh, being involved in this space for 16 years, I've seen a lot of uh, aspects of trucking, uh, whether that's the great things or uh, the opportunities, I'll call it. And I truly believe that autonomous technologies can have a great impact uh, on, I'll say, the workforce and the drivers and then really create dynamic conversations with shippers and other ecosystem providers. And for Wabi specifically, it is really the first developer that has incorporated artificial intelligence into the software stack or specifically to the simulation uh, that will allow this really dynamic technology to deploy. So uh, what's behind the name? Does Wabi stand for something? So Wabi was created by our founder and CEO, Raquel Erdison, and she is really known as a global leader in artificial intelligence. She's been in this space for well over 20 years and uh, just a shining figure uh, in this space. And so Wabi means to her as she has vision and perseverance and so appropriate, I think, for this season uh, of autonomous trucking as we're really, I think, at the starting line to something significant. But it's going to take a lot of hard work and it's certainly going to take a, a community uh, or a tribe to, to get there. Yeah, you know, I saw my first demonstration of a self-driving truck, I don't know, five years ago or so. Um, so but now I'll be sort of coming onto the scene at a time where we're seeing articles in major outlets like the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal about self-driving vehicles, whether uh, cars or trucks, um, seem to be having a, a tougher, longer path to come to fruition in the real world than what some of the developers and investors had expected. So, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's a, a great question. And, and I'll use that term again, appropriate. And, you know, the, the great experience I had in my previous life, um, during my 16 years, I spent four of that actually building out uh, the autonomous truck development program at US Express. And so I got to work with many of the developers and see the technology and um, as you're saying, I mean, we've we've hit a wall to some degree in the industry. And I think that's what's really important to reference again, the artificial intelligence that's really needed in this autonomy stack or the software stack that aligns with the sensors and then built into the computers needed to launch. And so what that means tangibly is kind of this previous regime, or we'll say the 20 years of lessons learned and contributions, you've needed 
billions of miles for on-road testing. And that costs billions and billions of dollars. And that's just not scalable. And it's certainly not cost efficient. And so that is one of our core key advantages at Wabi is this really dynamic simulation, AI first simulation that allows us to really recreate the common use cases, but then also the really hard safety edge cases uh, like the ladder falling out of a truck or this time of year, the deer that jumps in front of the truck. And so imagine really two computers kind of going against each other playing chess. And so you're building these situations through AI that you're not having to really capture that in on-road testing because you can do that in simulation and then really do it a much smaller is what we call to flip the pyramid upside down and really the testing and simulation. So basically you're starting with the actual driving software and teaching it through simulation inside the computer. So would that be accurate? <laughs> Correct. We're taking these inputs through uh, our LIDAR and cameras and the sensors, and you take these inputs and they really build on top of each other as we're recreating, uh, as we call it, Wabi World with these different objects and agents, as we call them, and the egos that are created out of this. And we have some of the most dynamic, I'll keep saying that term, dynamic technology, but also, as you know, behind dynamic technology are really phenomenal people. And I believe we now have over 28 countries represented uh, on the Wabi team in such an expansive worldview and that have all been in a variety of autonomous trucking startups. And so they're taking a lot of their lessons and contributions and now applying them to this world of Wabi. And it's just really fun and, and great to be a part of. So I guess, where is the company um, in the development process? That's great. So Wabi has been around for about a year and a half. And because of the technology that we're talking about with artificial intelligence and simulation, it's allowing us to really grow much quicker than others that maybe have taken five and 10 years plus to create uh, their fourth, fifth plus generation tractors. And so we have already created our first uh, truck. And as you've seen, probably our product launch of Wabi Driver that happened in November. And it was because of this uh, AI and simulation that allowed us to really come out with this product much quicker. Because when you think of this simulation and what those learnings present and how it's teaching the truck how to drive, it allows us to understand where our hardware and sensor placement needs to go. And if you really look at the Wabi driver and the, the product that was launched, you'll notice some of the sensor placements, but you'll also notice that uh, our truck looks a little bit more sleek and different than some of the competitors uh, in this space today. And so I think that's a testament to uh, the team that's been a part of this for many, many years, but then also, again, to the technology. And so are you working with any truck makers or did you buy a truck to work with? How, how's that going? Yeah, so uh, the first part of that question, that is an exciting question, and you can imagine if we've not made a press release yet that there is exciting news uh, to come. That is one of the biggest questions in the development space, and I can assure you there is some very exciting news to come in 2023, so we're looking forward to share more about that. 
but then also uh, we do um, build our own fleet and we're not building a mega fleet. We're not building a large or even medium sized fleet. I think what we want to share is that we are a technology company. We're not trying to solve it all. We're not really looking to go direct to shipper. I know there's sometimes that fear of developers in this space. We are truly looking to build an R&D fleet uh, that in season one has been stood up in, in San Francisco. And then also you'll see very soon where uh, we'll be launching the rest of our R&D fleet with this ecosystem of very strategic partners uh, so that we can start moving towards our commercial launch. So most of the other um, companies out there seem to be focusing on uh, this is something for interstate travel. We might go hub to hub. Uh, what, uh, what, where do you envision this being used? So Lobby is uh, focused on the hub to hub model, or some call that terminal to terminal. Mm -hmm. And as a trucking guy at heart, uh, I call that terminal to terminal and you know, spend a lot of time in Tennessee and Mississippi and you're running relays and a lot of freight and trying to make sure that uh, utility is at its best. And hub to hub, as you think about workforce enablement, uh, is a really great aspect, I think, as we venture into autonomous trucking, because I think that is what's going to really create these new business models uh, for local P&D, for drivers to be at home more consistently in their communities. And it's going to be a lot of fun to see how the virtual driver and the human driver end up interacting together over the next couple of decades. I know early on, uh, we started seeing a lot of hype about autonomous trucks a few years ago in, in the mainstream press and uh, predictions that it was going to put all these drivers out of work. Um, where do you see that? I mean, you're from that trucking background. Yes, uh, I love this question. And I, I love this question because I spent 16 years in this space. And I think it's no secret uh, of, you know, Bob Costell at the ATA loves to talk about the driver shortage. And that number continues to grow each year. And it's debatable where the number really falls. But what we know is that large fleets are spending tens of millions of dollars in driver recruiting and onboarding. Even small to medium-sized fleets, you're seeing turnover that bumps up at 100%. The larger fleets of 150%. And that tells us, or myself, through experience, that this is a really challenging job. And one of my favorite things in the industry to do over my past 15 or 16 years is actually going on ride-alongs. And the most recent ride-along that I did was in April, went three nights, four days for about 80, 82 hours uh, on the truck with a day one driver. And it doesn't take long to see that many over-the-road drivers, you're spending 22 out of 24 hours a day in the truck, a 70-hour clock that could be 80 to 100 hours. And so I don't say that to throw shade at the industry. I just want us to call that out because I think that we can we can do better as we talk about freight optimization and autonomous technologies. And you're going to see at Wabi that we are going to get really close to our great drivers in this country because they sacrifice a lot. They sacrifice their time and away from their families or communities or hobbies, whatever it may be, to make sure that we get our goods. And so I think that, if anything, autonomous technologies can help drive the conversation with this ecosystem about freight optimization. And I think it's going to be so great to see how this world comes together over the next couple of decades. Some of the things I was reading uh, in prepping for this interview uh, said uh, it seems like uh, the technology might be commercialized faster than the competition because of this AI approach. Um, any kind of time frame that you're aiming for? 
Yeah. And so you've probably read that. That's something that we're really proud of. And again, as we talk about the on-road testing and we're eliminating the need for much of the on-road testing because of the simulation. And while that's important, as we talk about lane expansion of the future, that the simulation and technology is going to allow us to scale in other lanes uh, across the country. And when we talk about a almost now 875 or $900 billion marketplace, uh, there's plenty of freight uh, for uh, the Wabi virtual driver and then also human drivers. And so this is going to be fascinating to see uh, how it comes together. And to your question of, of timing, I, I think that's another really significant question that the space is act, uh, asking each other. And so I think if we look in the next really two to three year horizon, uh, you're going to see this space evolve quickly. And where I'm encouraged too is not just the technology for commercialization, but the regulatory environment. While we necessarily don't have this federal framework, uh, I can share with you that I was actually a part of a, a DOT expert working group this past year through the Volpe Center, preparing its recommendation for Congress uh, in Q1 this coming year. But then also you're starting to see these state-by-state -state frameworks like Mississippi starting to formalize their legislation in January and to connect these corridors across the country. And so all the pieces are starting to line up when you look at kind of these major metros and where the weather and regulatory systems and uh, all the very distinct things in each state that bring its own challenges and opportunities, they're starting to evolve and come together. So what are some of the things that need to happen before autonomous trucks become an everyday reality in logistics? So there uh, probably is a plethora of things. Uh, you pick one and um, I think you're going to probably get a hundred different answers. But from my perspective as uh, a trucker, uh, I think one of the really important things to do is uh, to give fleets and drivers a larger seat at the table. And how do we really uh, engage the fleets, not just their executives, but then engage drivers and understand what I would call tribal knowledge and experience and the millions and millions of miles that they have driven and experiencing life on the road and then the safety experiences that they have had. And so I would deem that uh, almost in terms of social acceptance as well, because uh, as you know, bringing two new things together uh, often can be really challenging uh, culturally and through a technology. So you need both. And that's what I've learned through my experience over the years of uh, working with what I would say traditional trucking companies. And then my time at US Express and Variant of how do you combine traditional trucking and these uh, technologies, whether it's through AI or machine learning, uh, you've got to have everybody at the, the table to, to talk about it and deploy it. Another thing that I read uh, that the Wabi driver is designed to be adaptable to multiple redundant truck platforms and integrated onto truck assembly lines. So mm -hmm. do you see this as being something a fleet could uh, just spec from the OE, uh, like they spec engines or other components? So at Wabi, I mean, we really want to be OEM agnostic. And that's the great thing about Wabi Driver. As we look at the autonomy stack, that we are very flexible in the software and the technology that's been designed. We've had that in mind since day one at the production level. And because so many fleets and our customers uh, have their preferences of OEMs. And so we want to respect that and work alongside them to really meet their needs uh, and their customers uh, as well. And 
And I think that's really important when we're talking uh, about technology developers that are entering a space of fleets and shippers and trying to understand what matters to them, not just the dynamic technology, but as we talk about utilization or if shippers want to talk about price, service, and capacity, and where does Wabi Driver fit into that ecosystem with their technology? I know you said that uh, you don't need as much on-road testing because of the AI. Obviously, there's got to be some. You're working on an R&D fleet. Where might, in the country might we first see some of these uh, trucks equipped with Wabi Driver? Well, I think it's no secret where uh, many of the developers are testing uh, these days, and I think you'll see us uh, follow suit uh, in similar fashion. Can't share the specifics yet, uh, but that will be coming out in the first quarter. Some really exciting news and partnerships uh, that you will start to see some of those Wabi trucks uh, on the road. So more to come. All right, Dustin. I'll look forward to hearing uh, more about these new announcements. Um, thanks for your insights and thanks for being on HTT Talk Trucking. Yeah, thank you, Deborah. And for our uh, viewers and listeners, don't forget to check out truckinginfo.com for more on autonomous truck technology and the latest trucking news. You can subscribe to our e-newsletters and check us out on social media. Thanks for viewing or listening.